Commander Luke Skywalker, now a full Jedi Knight, uh, training new Padawans, uh, is using, ironically, uh, his father Anakin's red lightsaber, which will be uh, a, a symbolic, I think, visual for his battle uh, with how to uh, both bring about the new uh, Jedi Order uh, while still um, acknowledging his father's uh, fall from grace. Uh, as he is training the Padawans, we pan outside of the control uh, window to a nearby asteroid where we see, and please allow me to finish this because it's going to seem like a bit of a jump, we see Thanos, who was the oh, villain on. teased at the end of the first Avengers movie. Now, Thanos, as you know, owns the Infinity Gauntlet, which has the Time Gem, the Mind Gem, the Power Gem, the Space Gem, and the Reality Gem. If he holds the Reality Gem, that means he can jump from different realities. This will be our link from to the Marvel Universe from the Star Wars Universe. Welcome to our Circus of Crime to Geek Salad episode 88. Don't touch Lola. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And we're going to be talking today about our fantasy casting for uh, the first season of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which will be premiering uh, Tuesday, September 24th, which actually in, record, in real lifetime is tomorrow, so you'll be hearing the show after it premieres. Yeah. The secret is out. For decades, your organization stayed in the shadows, hiding the truth. But now we know, they're among us. Heroes. And monsters. The world is full of wonders. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun here and say that it'll be a crime if Zac Efron isn't cast in this uh, in this show. Hey, you never know. You never know because no one has has cast Batroc the Leaper yet. <laughs> uh, I they, think he's actually supposed to be in. He, he's supposed to be in the Captain America. Movie. Actually, he is. He's gonna be played by. Um, is he? A, yeah. No shit. Oh god. What's his uh, yeah, uh, MMA fighter? And he's like the the, the best oh, one of all time. Jean Claude, something like that. Is oh that god, name? damn it! Jean Pierre. Oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. Shame on me. Gerard Depardieu. No, it's no. not Gerard Depardieu. Oh god, damn it! Mike, look it up, please. Yeah, okay, we'll do. So while Mike's looking that up, um, we're gonna hit some of our Facebook feed. Essentially, the the idea of today's show is that we're going to come up with our most ridiculous plot lines for an entire season's worth of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which takes place in the Marvel Universe in New York, where superheroes exist. A little while ago, most people went to bed thinking that the craziest thing in the world was a billionaire in a flying metal suit. Then aliens invaded New York and were beaten back by, among others, a giant green monster, a costumed hero from the 40s, and a god. I don't think Thor is technically a god. Well, you haven't been near his arms. And while we know that Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., the great Mark Ruffalo, uh, Chris Hemsworth, will probably have other things to be doing, 
Not necessarily true, but go on. Okay. Um, we do know that they'll they'll need to make some there will be some Marvel characters making appearances now. Whether they're a list characters like oh I don't know an Iron Man. What about or a B-list character, like a Doctor Strange, or maybe just a D-list character. What about a D-list villain? Like whom, Jim? Well, I'm not sure if people know this or not, but at one point they split the Avengers up, where there was each state had their own Avengers. Like oh, Delaware yeah, the, the initiative. Yeah. yeah, the Delaware initiative. Like there was a Delaware <laughs> Avengers team. You know, there was an Alaska one. Well, there was one, the Great Lake Avengers, and the villain... That they fall in was a leather boy. And leather boy wore a studded collar, leather chaps, a flat leather cap, and even had a ball gag in his mouth. Oh wow! So okay. I am wondering who you could get to play that villain. Oh, I think that you got to take Channing Tatum, the straightest <laughs> man in America. You have a crush on Channing Tatum. You do. I like monkeys. Oh, uh, Mike, Mike set the answer, by the way. Batrock the Leaper and Winter Soldier will be played by... George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre. Oh, he's an MMA guy. Yeah, yeah. I hope they don't let him speak. Well, if they do, it'll just be as ridiculous as Batrock the Leaper's... Uh, character anyway. Character anyway, exactly. What can he do? Jump. Kind of high. Not but super he, high. But, but he's French. Enough. And they came up with penicillin. But then again, we've got super diseases that can, that can counter that. So, well, I guess we're all fucked anyway. <laughs> So, um... Super diseases. Oh, that's episode three. <laughs> We've, um... I, we took it to Twitter, and we took it to Facebook to see if anybody had any input they wanted to put into this. So, first, at our Twitter page, at Geek Salad Radio, uh, first up is Joe Angers, who said that, as he said to me before, if there's no episode involving Cloak and Dagger, then there's no point in doing the show at all. <laughs> I would agree with that. I like Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and his... Ivory Princess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, though, he's just, he was always such a dour hero, just like, I'm just here. I'm lucky to be alive. No, and, he was a drug addict. Yes, I understand that. And, and, and yet, Dagger was all like, oh, chippy, happy. Well, check out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the tip of a dagger, believe it or not. So. He did down or she did up her. <laughs> he was a perfect team. Well, at least he wasn't referring to her as white chocolate the entire time. This is my sugar daddy. It's too bad <laughs> Bernie Mac died. He'd have made a hell of a <laughs> And uh, Steve, at Cape Cod at Twitter, um, said that Dr. Voodoo and Gargoyle, discovered in Hell's Kitchen by agents volunteering at a homeless shelter. <laughs> Dr. Voodoo. He's dead, I think, isn't he? Uh, uh, no, it's actually Brother Voodoo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Brother Voodoo. More like Brother Goofy. <laughs> All right, and then um, Andy Tatnall on Facebook brought up, since Marvel refuses to give Squirrel Girl her proper place Hell in the yeah. Avengers films, I will accept her having having her in the S.H.I.E.L.D. series if she's not clearly the producer's hate comics. I bet you she's in. That is perfect. That's like a, a nice, family-friendly, albeit stupid character. <laughs> Squirrel Girl is not a stupid character. I she don't know, Michael. almost every single major villain okay. of the Marvel Universe. All right. Alright, now, here's where it got a little interesting. Um, interesting. About an hour and a half before we, I, I came over to record, I had this wacky idea. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was being produced by Joss Whedon, who also directed The Avengers, um, we know that he's got a very loyal group of people that show up in all of his movies. Yes. So, um, I took this one to Facebook to ask, uh, 
if you were to cast each of the Firefly cast members as Marvel characters, who would they play? Boz brought up uh, Book would either be Chuck Kala's dad or the original Black Panther or Joe Robertson. I know it's odd, but I see the Doctor as Iron Fist or Nova. Jane, War Machine. Malcolm would be Iron Man. I don't see either of those guys playing those because they've already been cast. Yeah, you can't like Yeah. Uh, Steve-O brought up Alan Tudyuk as Deadpool. Um, I see that. Who's Alan Tudyuk? Why should I know this? He was Wash on Firefly. He was... I didn't watch Firefly. All right. You, you saw Dodgeball, right? Yes. He was Steve the Pirate. Oh. Okay. Deadpool? That's terrible. Yeah, okay. He's short and, he's short and dumpy. No, he was also like, what was he in where he played like a, a gay guy? He, but, I don't remember him playing a gay guy. He's I on mean, that show with um, Jeremy Sisto. Uh, it's on Channel 5. It's like Suburbia. It might have been canceled. Okay, know. yeah, that, all right. Because he was in V for like three episodes. Yeah. Some clown named Jim Ethier wrote Nathan Fillion as Swordsman, ranked three on the most useless heroes countdown. He has a sword, and that's all. That is about every, it. Every guy who is in the Worcester great, you know, Regional Fencing Club has a sword. <laughs> but for some reason, this guy gets to be in the Avengers. Because it's not just any sword. I think it's Excalibur. No, that's Black Knight, Mike. Oh, right. Yes, no, Swordsman just sucks even more because <laughs> you just brought that up. All right, John Saul brought up Inara would be Scarlet Witch. I'm thinking Kaylee is Jubilee. River could be Psylocke. Um, Scarlet Witch actually just got cast in the next it's Avengers the movie. Sister. It's the Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen, the talented Olsen. Yes. Yeah. Wait a minute. The one who looks like heroin chic. Oh, wait, that's both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. All right, Joe Hicks brought up um, Nathan Fillion as Captain America. Well, he was already cast. But who is he? Who is the replacement Captain America? Captain America went on being like Paladin or something oh, like Nomad. that. Oh, Nomad. Nomad, that's right. Who I was, was... going to say, but there was two of them because Bucky, Bucky, when he came back to life, oh, that's right. they killed him again since. But yeah, when Bucky... I, thought he, I thought he came back again. Oh, gee, what was I thinking? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't keep track of how many times this guy dies. All right, Matt Jones brought up Nathan Fillion as Guardian, Gina Torres as Captain Marvel, the uh, Monica Rambeau version. Alan Tudyuk, got to agree with Steven on Deadpool. Monica Rambeau, you mean AKA Foxy Cleopatra? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Captain Marf- Marfro. <laughs> uh, Adam Baldwin is U.S. agent. As uh, U.S. agent, Jewel State <laughs> as Wasp. Marina Bakarin as Jessica Drew. Sean Mayer as North Star. Summer Glau as Firestar, and Ron Glass as Brother Voodoo. Ron Glass. Ron Glass. Is that being a spy trap? No, that's no, that's, no, no, no. That's Robert Reed. Yeah, who did Ron? Ron no, Glass no, was Reed. no. Ron Glass, I think, was on uh, Barney, Barney Miller. Ro- Barney Miller. Yes. Actually, sadly, you probably won't see Summer Glau in Agents of Shield because she's actually been cast as one of the lead um, actresses in season two of Arrow. Oh, okay. As uh, well, there are no positive ro- female role models in DC. So, moving on. <laughs> Um, it's not a normal character. It's, just a, you know, <laughs> it's going to be Black Canary, probably. No, no, they've already cast her as well. And that's not, it's not. It's on the ground. Okay, then it's Brown Canary. All right. Um, and then uh, Jamie Attaway finishes off with Nathan Fillion as any character that has him wearing tights. I don't know. I saw him at the Emmys last night, and he was looking a little on the puffy side. Yeah, he's had um, a few too many good years as uh, Castle. 
pretty much. Damn you, ABC. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you all to hell. All right, so let's uh, let's get this shindig started. Thank you, everybody, for uh, contributing. Thank you to that, and um, let's just start. What does Shield stand for, Agent Ward? Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. And what does that mean to you? It means someone really wanted our initials to spell out Shield. Mike, why don't you get us started? Okay. Episode. We already know the pre the the the, the pilot's coming out tomorrow. Or uh, if you actually listen to this in the past. <laughs> uh, all right, episode two, go. Well, I think episode two should actually. You know what? I'm going to skip ahead a bit. All right. During uh, during sweeps week. All right. They should have an episode flashback to where Agent Coulson uh, throws uh, Peter Quill off of. Out of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Peter Quill goes off and becomes Star-Lord. Plus, <laughs> it can pave the way for Guardians of the Galaxy. And you get, what's his name, Chris Pratt in an episode. Yeah. Bringing the hilarity. I would like to see Agent Coulson's... Um, what I'm hoping is the Agent Coulson's that is the actual life decoy model, but he doesn't know he's a decoy model, so he goes into the bathroom, take a pee, and he electrocutes himself. <laughs> Death by urinal cake. Is that yours? Yes. Okay. And then they got to bring him in life decoy number two. That's right. <laughs> they keep bringing him in like Venture Brothers. Just to give him a rubber pecker so he doesn't worry about electrocuting himself. All right. Uh, for me, episode three would be a roundtable discussion by the agents about how Coulson survived a spear through the chest. Uh, but the whole thing would be portrayed in various animation styles, uh, kind of like Community does. Yeah. So it's like one agent's got one theory, and it, it's done like a Rankin and Bass uh, holiday special. Oh, that would be awesome. And then another one where it's like just this disgusting hentai anime. Do they do they break into horrible songs at the worst time? Yes. <laughs> like he plunges a spear through it, and then sticks out his tentacle and rapes that woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you could also twist that, though, and also make it like animation and cinema styles. So you have like one that's done like a gritty film noir, one that's done like Grindhouse version, where the uh, you know you're about to find out what ha- how Coulson survived, and then the film just like melts on the. Uh... <laughs> and there's kung fu music playing, and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino and the RZA come out and just kind of try to explain stuff, but you, you're just not getting it, guys. Yeah, you, you know, around Halloween time, there's going to be a much discussion about how Ethan uh, Coulson might be a zombie. <laughs> I'm clearance level six. I know that Agent Coulson was killed in action before the Battle of New York. Got the full report. Welcome to level seven. Sorry, that corner was really dark and I couldn't help myself. I think there's a bulb out. All right, Mike, what's next? I don't know. Well, no, what's next for you? What's okay. You get another one. I just did. Halloween. Oh, I'm sorry. Agent, Agent Coulson the zombie. <laughs> and they uh, bring in uh, you know, actors from The Walking Dead. No, what are they going to bring in? Who is that? Oh. Who's that the, terrible, like, living vampire oh, in Marvel? Uh, Morbius. Michael Mo- Morbius. Yeah, Michael Morbius. That's Morbius, the living vampire. <laughs> I would suck your blood, but I'm living. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't need it. Much. Actually, I think he sucks people's blood through his hand. That reminds me of this um, this Toy Fair theater they had where uh, Blade was going around killing all these pop culture vampires. It's like this one. It's what like about they had... Rick Springfield's Nick Knight? 
three episodes on USA or whatever it was on. They had uh, Count Chocula. You liked it. They had, they had Count Chocula giving uh, cereal to kids. Oh, yeah. And then Blade comes in and stabs him through the heart with the uh, the, the steak. But I stay crispy in milk. <laughs> All right, Jim. What's your next one? Well, I had an idea uh-huh. where Galactus is attacking. There, all the rest of the superheroes are on vacation. They can't reach. They're not. They, they can't reach their comm links. Nobody's around. So the agents of Shield are, are on the Brooklyn Bridge, and Galactus and his Herald are attacking New York. And when all seems bleakest, the sun rises, and the cast of Fame collides down <laughs> the Brooklyn Bridge, dancing, doing a dancing number where Galactus and his heralds are transfixed enough. You know, they're enjoying things where some B-level superheroes like, I don't know, give, give me a B-level superhero. Dazzler! Dazzler! Dazzler yeah. show up in the Beast to show up to save the day. But there's got to be a dance number, a long dance number. Maybe like Thriller. That's, that's a great idea. Your dance moves have inspired Galactus. Now I go off to consume your moon. Either that, if the <laughs> cast of fame or the solid gold, gold dancers show up with their gold, gold lemay loincloth. <laughs> and he's just dazzled by their brilliance. And Marilyn McCoo's. Alright, my next one is the telling of the first S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in World War II searching for the flying hellfish Nazi art treasure and working with the, ev- the, the invaders. Well, so the invaders uh, would include Miss America, Union Jack, and of course... Submariner. Yeah, the Submariner, and of course, the Wizard. <laughs> and then the, all over Europe. And then essentially it just ensues into a 45-minute urinal joke. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the Android Human Torch. Oh, yeah. Actually, that would be comedy gold, too. And don't because forget like, Toro. Toro, yeah. <laughs> all right, come with me, Toro. I'm the Human Torch. Sure. <laughs> Look, I know we're in, if you know, it takes place during World War II, we're in the Scandinavian theater, but I still insist that the Submariner, the Torch, and Toro still wear their skivvies only. <laughs> so as not to screw anyone up, so they don't throw the color scheme off. <laughs> now, did you hear that um, if, if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does well, that Agent Carter is going to be the next thing that they're going to put to series? Well, I've heard it, it's going to be something like Agent Carter, but not necessarily that. Is Carter in this, though? She's not in this. They're doing a one-off that's going to appear on the Iron Man uh, Blu-ray, which actually I think also comes oh. out tomorrow, yeah. Or in the past. Gee, what in the past. How interesting. But they really liked Hallie Atwell's, and they felt bad that there wasn't much for her to do. So mm-hmm. I think she's going to end up with a series next year, if this does well. Well, I don't know. She's why can't she just be in this and be the lead, I because she, well, on this because she would be ancient because this takes place in nineteen. 19- oh, I see what yeah. you're saying. All right, never mind. I thought it was the not agent. There's an agent Carter. There's Sharon Carter. There's Sharon Peggy. Carter. There's Peggy Carter. Sharon, they loved her Sharon so Carter much. As, appear in uh, Winter Soldier. Well, I figured she's going to be a love interest. Yeah. Right, but agent Carter, agent Peggy it's Carter, be Wilson, by the way. Oh. Crap. No. Agent Peggy Carter is going to be in the one-off that's going to appear on uh, the Blu-ray of Iron Man three. And then they're saying that they're going to give her a series next year if S.H.I.E.L.D. does well. Okay. I can see that. just seems kind of redundant. But. I don't know. Well, no, then, then you they get all your... Term, then you have the invaders. Then you get the invaders. You get Baron Blood. Oh. The British vampire. Or that Aryan war- warrior lady. <laughs> oh, the Valkyrie. No, 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 no. There's another one called Warrior Woman. And she's, you know, she's dressed in like a 
leather bodice, and she has a whip, and she's got her hair up in buns and stuff like that. Oh. She's like Princess Leia on steroids. Oh. And then there's the superior manner. Boy, that would be politically correct. Yep. <laughs> All right, Mike, what's your next one? Well, kind of going off of what Jim said with the uh, cast of fame, this is a Joss Whedon um, production, so you know that there's an option for a musical episode. <laughs> now each one is going to you know, going to find some like weird mi- mystical artifact that's going to inspire them all to sing. <laughs> Actually, that would be hilarious. You get Mark Shaman to show up to write all the songs for them. I can I can see Agent Coulson doing a hardcore rap. <laughs> It would have about as much street cred as Chris Cooper and the Muppets. I have one. I was thinking about, because, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is an international organization, organization yep. that they go to Scotland, and they're aided by all of these superheroes from the British Isles, like Captain Britain, um, the two, you know, Banshee, even though he's dead, and his boring daughter who does the same thing he does, and... One of my favorite all-time characters only made one appearance from the Contest of Champions, Shamrock. Oh, yes, Shamrock. Her only power is she's super-duper lucky, so she can basically go to a bookie and bet, and she'll always win. Well, yeah, of course she may only made one appearance. She stole um, Longshot's power. No, Longshot actually stole her power. Oh, really? She was he came out after, yeah, he came yeah, out after came her. Out early, early, early. Huh? Oh, you know what, actually? That, that opens up a whole can of worms, though, on... Going all over the world. And Firestar, show fire. What's the note? No, no, no. All you do is you you just go around to all the people that only made that one appearance in Contest of Champions. So Blitzkrieg, the Collective Man. Um, oh God, what was it? Uh, Le Perrin. Le, Le Perrin. He was the oh, Falcon. Peregrine. The oh, Peregrine. Okay. Thank you. Peregrine. I don't speak French, so I don't know what. Well, Peregrine Falcon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, they can't use Falcon because he's going to be in Captain America. Exactly. So they can have the eagle. Actually, I think that would be hilarious, too, in, in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. if they just kept referring to him as Black Falcons. Like, hey, guys, it's just Falcon. That's not what it says on your Avengers card. What? Oh, son of a bitch. Motherfucker, I'm going <laughs> after somebody for this. Hey, guys, can I join, too? Falcon, did you clean the gutters like we asked you to? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, this one we can discuss, but it, I think it just rests on its title alone. Go ahead. The Ballad of Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> oh. Cracked.com had an article about the, the most useless superpowers, and Paste Pot Pete's was one of them. He, he had to have been number one. And he was like number two or something like that. Control glue from his mas- magical paste pot. <laughs> Who was another one on that list? Turner D. Century, who uses the awesome power of nostalgia. <laughs> Boy, I love Shaq Carpeting. <laughs> We've got him. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because, again, nothing but endless laughs galore. <laughs> Man, who? Stan Lee must have been sniffing glue or the ink print for him to come up with some of the crap that he, he peddled. My God. He could create characters worth, you know... Like, like at the drop of the hat, but he could not really—he really could not work right worth a damn. Well, it, it is one of the funniest things. And my brother-in-law actually brought this up to me. And when I used to subscribe to the digital comics, I actually—I read it. He was right. There's two episodes, of, you know, there's two early issues of Spider-Man. There's the first one where the Green Goblin shows up, and then there's the one where Craven the Hunter shows up, and they're right after each other. And the one with Craven the Hunter was a really, really good story. 
The one with the green goblin is awful. It's like he's filming he's filming a movie and he's a director and he's got all these guys and you know these criminals going out into the streets. Don't forget to he started off not with the glider, but with a flying broomstick. That's true. He did. Yeah, yes. He had, that. he had people going out and stealing. It's like, well, it's okay. He's stealing. He's shooting a movie. <laughs> Idiots. And then the funny thing is what he used to do in the 60s was he'd say, oh, and special guest appearance by the Hulk. Yeah. So you're reading through. You're like, well, when is the Hulk going to show up? The Hulk shows up in a cave. He's, he's got like a fire going. He's like cooking a steak. And Spider-Man's like, hello, green friend. And he turns around and goes, beat it. And that's all you see in the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he Hulk on toilet. Leave Hulk alone. <laughs> Hulk has one ply. Big problem. <laughs> Finger goes through. Featuring a guest appearance by the Fantastic Four, and you see him on the TV screen. Like, <laughs> exactly. In the corner. <laughs> Getting a key to the city while the you know, Spider-Man's just surrounded with uh, the menace. <laughs> with great power comes a ton of weird crap that you are not prepared to deal with. <laughs> Help! Sorry, we got the key. <laughs> All right, my last one on this list: the uh, season finale, the agents all while on assignment, fantasy cast JLA. Mm, what? It's a kind of an in joke where they're like, "Well, I don't know. I think Aaron Paul would make a really good Flash." Ah, oh, yeah, you're high. <laughs> Is Aaron Paul up to the Flash? I honestly think he would make a very good Flash. Too short. Aaron does, it really ma- does it yeah, really no, matter? It does. Because like when I see Tom Cruise playing like these superheroes, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's his son's height. That is true. Um, oh, by the way, um, Mike C., who couldn't join us, did want to uh, get in on one of these. So his idea for a story is that uh, Colton is on a date with the cellist he mentioned during the Avengers. Ooh, nice. Throughout the date, he's constantly getting called by the other agents as to how to deal with the situation while trying not to screw up a nice evening. That. Yeah, some wacky moments would definitely ensue. <laughs> I've got to run to the bathroom. You just went there five minutes ago. Uh, I've got to go, gotta go again. Crohn's disease. <laughs> you can just come back. Do you have a plunger? Just to make it real and make you know, make it seem like you need some time. It's control alt delete, you idiots. You have a green speck on your teeth. Oh, thank you. Anyone else got any others here? Well,. I blew through four pretty quick. So I've got a nice little filibuster I'd like to go on about. Go, go right on ahead, Mike. The floor okay. is yours, sir. So, in the second episode, the the agents discover this strange device that's been left over from the Battle of New York. You know, and throughout the mm-hmm. throughout the entire series, and Fitz and Simmons are working on it. You know, trying to figure out what it does. Final episode, they finally get it working. They activate it inside their inside their airplane. So the Gallifreyan. Um, you know, from Doctor Who, Gallifreyan images start appearing all over the ship, and it vanishes through a time vortex. And then fl- flash to London inside the TARDIS. You got Doctor Who and, Cla- and um, Clara. It's going to be after we, uh, the Peter Capaldi Doctor Who. Cut you. I'm having a, I have an awful popsicle headache. Go ahead. Great. Cool. <laughs> Mission so, accomplished. Next. So Peter Capaldi and, uh, and, and the Peter Capaldi Doctor and Clara. They're inside the TARDIS, and it suddenly goes all nuts, and it makes an emergency jump. Okay, so this is going to have to be like a Disney BBC co-production. Okay. You know, what, what, you know, the two master entertainers. Perfect. All right, then back inside the shield jet, the TARDIS appears just as it comes out of the time vortex. Right over the skies of Coruscant. 
All right. So there, there is Jar Jar Binks involved. No, no. This is this is far in the future. It's you know far in the future of that. Okay. So, but over the statue of Jar Jar Binks, though. So then you've got so you know the the shield jet lands right in Coruscant. You've got a huge tensions going on between the New Republic, the uh, Shield agents, and the Doctor, and then boom, Thanos appears. (laughs) He's he had stolen the Gallifreyan tech and let let Loki use it during the Battle of New York. It was inside that little that device that was opening the portal. Yep. And then, so he brings in the Chitari, and they start attack, and they start attacking the uh, Coruscant. And then a time vortex opens, and the Daleks come through. And so there's a huge, massive battle between Jedi, the Chitari, and the Daleks. <laughs> All right. And then as oh, Mike has to go and excuse himself to go to the bathroom. This is the greatest thing. <laughs> yes, it would be. And then like the Daleks, because they followed the Gallifreyan energy signature. Oh, so you, you just, I, I, I don't understand. The Gallifreyan energy signature. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And so, during, in the middle of this battle, there we, you come up to a cliffhanger ending. And you have a season cliffhanger. Yeah. It's revealed that Coulson, son of Cole, Cole Skywalker. <laughs> so, Agent Coulson is actually a descendant of Luke Skywalker. And he get, pick, picks up a lightsaber, ignites it, Boom. End of the episode. Cliffhanger for the next season. Wow. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know how you. I don't know how you follow that. I did have yeah. one idea for the season finale. I think mine's better. All right. I think it's a little bit more realistic. Kind of uh, all all of nerdum converging into one point. But no, I was good. That was very good. That was minds are being blown. All no, I know. No, I know that. Believe now. you me. Believe you me. Masturbation's going to pick up like ninety five percent. Hell yeah. It'll be a commodity. It'll be traded on the stock market. I have an idea. What this is is this is a prequel for Agent Coulson. This is before he died. This is before he got his Captain America trading cards. He's in Washington D.C. because I think that's where Shield is probably going to be headquartered. I don't know. Is it in New York? Is it New York? Well, it's he's in D.C. Well, it's going to be in that. It takes place in the early '80s. He has an uncle who owns a cab company, and it's his dream (laughs) to drive a cab. And it goes through this whole thing with these two steroid-ridden twin brothers. You know, they're called, like, you know, the Conan brothers. And then there's a black guy with a mohawk. And there's a drug... There's, there's, like, a guy, there's an actor in it who everybody just thinks is really wacky at the time. But then it really comes to, to being that he's a horrible cocaine addict. Let me ask you something, Bo. Yeah. The uh, guy with the mohawk, will he pity fools? No, well, no, he'll pity fools, but he also doesn't put up with any jibber-jabber either. Okay, gotcha. So that's my thought, and then it leads up to him saying, well, geez, this is kind of a stupid dream. Maybe I should join, maybe I should look into something into criminal justice. So that's what I'm thinking. That works. It's it's almost as good as mine. I like it. Nice. What do you have, Big New? Uh, That's about it for my, uh, mine. Anyone else got any other suggestions before we move on? Yeah, this was... I, I really think this may be the shortest regular canonical episode in our history. Ever, ever since episode one, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That went an hour. Yeah. We haven't done an hour show since. No. So, I guess we can just... Um, thank you, everybody who contributed. It was a fun little fantasy episode. This is more of a vignette. This yeah, is more of a vignette. Ad. It's like a mini episode. An well, episode when, we, when, we get to next se- when we get to our next episode, that is going to go long. So I think I, this I is... I wish that we had gotten Adam and uh, Mike C. in, in on this one. Too. Well, I mean, like Mike gave his thing. I don't... Adam's not a big comic book. Right. He probably wouldn't yeah. have known, really. Well, he's he's got to be watching this show, though, wouldn't he? 
I would think. He I think he's already probably pirated the uh, the pilot episode he already. Knows it. He's probably already um, you know crapped on it on IMDb or something. You know? Adam the pirate. Rotten Tomatoes three. You know, gave it a three rating. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's move on to our segments brought to you by um, the Big Nish Show at www.unregularradio.com, where I am making somewhat regular appearances now, which is kind of cool. Um, How come Mike doesn't get to make any appearances? Because Joe, Joe's you? reaching out to me. Actually, I think um, Mike should be going on. Th- thanks to a uh, thanks to my uh, pledge on the Kickstarter, unsuccessful Kickstarter campaign, I am actually going to make an appearance on uh, the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast. Is that the um, are those bowling guys? Uh, no, you know there was a movie that was called The League of Ordinary Gentlemen, and they were ordinary gentlemen. Uh, no. uh, oh, all right. No, no this League of Ordinary Gentlemen. They they do a lot of comic book stuff. Uh huh. So yeah, I, I'm still trying to work out exactly when this could happen, but. But you're gonna be on. Yeah. Awesome. You I'll let you star. know. When. Yeah, I'll let you know when. <laughs> awesome. What's the website? Um, LeaguePodcast.com, I believe. Cool. All right, so let's start up with um. Our well, our favorite segment of all time, our Michael McDonald moment. Well, I guess the question is, you know, we put it to a vote. Um, what do we want? Do we want to do something that pertains to the topic at hand, or do we want to just kind of go off the reservation and do something different? Now, listen, I put it to Andy and Mike to ask them. You know, what would you like? I, I, you know, I'm open. I'll do whatever you want. And they wanted to stick with the Nick, uh, you know, with the Shield theme. So, well, you know, we we need more more padding for Shield, right? Yeah. Right. So, what we will be doing is we will. I, I found some quotes from Nick Fury from the '60s that we will be um, singing. So, um, cue up the music. All right. When did you start running with dogs, Cap? <laughs> Looks like this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Rip that sucker off. <laughs> Good luck, you yahoos. He died the way he wanted in battle, sacrificing himself to save his friends. He died dot, 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 to save his friends. And to end it all, wipe that leer off your puss doogan. <laughs> Somebody's gonna carry that shield. That's a fact. Only question is, how long's it gonna take Steve to realize who it has to be? And you want this too, Sharon? That's why you ain't gonna tell him a thing. I didn't interrupt nothing, did I? I'm sure he was like walking in on the line. Michael McDonald should totally play a very old dum 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 Yahoo! <laughs> Here come the Nazis! But this was written in the 60s, so I probably would have referred to, to them as Krauts. <laughs> Here come the Commies! Here come the Russians! They hate our freedoms and they don't believe in God! If you don't like the myth of novels of Mickey Spillane, you're a communist! <laughs> No, I'm off to go refrain her first dude. <laughs> oh my dude! All right, um, I got one. I got one for reference to doing. I will kill him. I will kill him. I don't get it. Yeah. All right. Dune. 
will yeah. kill him. And then the, the riff usually goes, I might kill him. And then when, when Paul finally plunges the knife in, he will kill me. <laughs> oh. So anyway, moving on to Trailer Park, we're going to be talking about the new remake uh, trailer of RoboCop. Murphy and officer down. We are on the eve of a technological revolution. We need to give Americans a figure they can rally behind. Give you mom a kiss. Hi, baby. Too slow, boy. We're gonna put a man inside a machine. He suffered fourth-degree burns over 80% of his body. If he survives, he'll be paralyzed from the waist down, confined to a wheelchair. You say you can save him, but what does that mean? What kind of life will he have? What kind of suit is this? It's not a suit. It's you. What the hell did you do to me? Robo, you know what? I don't have much. Robocop's just, it was just terrible. I, I love I know that. No, I know people really like it, and I really wanted to like it, and I watched it a couple times to really try to find the elements to this movie that everybody seems to like. I just couldn't do it. Was it Robocop 1 or 2 where the guy gets dust with um, toxic waste and blows up again? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was the uh, dude with the big red afro in uh, the movie Fame, actually. That's true. Yeah. Um... Laura Palmer's dad was uh, was in that movie as well, and uh, well, so was uh, Red Red Foreman from 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 uh, that '70s show. Oh, that's right, yeah. I mean, the thing with the, the original is that it was just it was violence for violence' sake. Verhoeven, you know, knew where his wheelhouse lay, and that was just with ridiculous, just not even blowing shit up. If you're gonna shoot somebody, don't just shoot them in the head. Shoot them in the kneecaps five or six times. Watch that goose spill out. And then, and you then know, just, shoot them somewhere else. And then just unload AK-47s into their bodies. Exactly. A bloody red paste. Exactly. I mean, the thing with RoboCop was is that he was dead. He's lost all sense of humanity, and they brought him back to fight crime. The only part they didn't kill, they didn't hit with a bullet? His brain. Actually, they did because they shot him in the head. So how did they use his brain to control? I think he, I think he was, he was brain dead or something like that. And so how did they use his brain? irony in the RoboCop body. I don't know. You picked his nose and wanted on a chicken. Science, Mike. Science. Okay. But this new one now, he's he's acutely aware that he's no longer really human anymore, except for the fact that he has a hand yeah, and a full okay, face and well, head. I don't like. Robocop. I mean, I'm going to say this, though. The guy who plays Robocop, my wife and I watched the show The Killing yeah. that he's on. He's tremendous. Yeah. He is a great, he's a very good actor. And I don't think he'll suffer from the acting piece of it. I don't think I don't think he will either. I mean, who else is in this movie? Gary Oldman, Michael Keaton, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson? Is he mm. foul-mouthed in it? I'm sure he will be. I mean, there's a lot of talent in the movie. It's that metal solo <clears> that says bad motherfucker on it. But, I mean, there's this, like, one scene where he's sitting there on a couch having a heart-to-heart with his son after he becomes RoboCop. It's like, well, son, Daddy might not be coming around here too much longer. You see, Daddy's become a RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, he can, can still... But, Dad, you... Yeah. Oh, but every father has that 
conversation with I just, son. I just don't. I just don't get it. Why did they leave him with a human hand? Why did they? Well, I understand no, that you know you have to see you have to see the actor's face more. That's why the the helmet come, you know flips up and goes down and flips up and goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't get the human hand thing. Other than he'll it, the only thing I can think of is the plot convenience that he'll leave a fingerprint somewhere, and then the villains will be like, "Oh, now we know who it is." Now they go hunt down his family. Yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, you've got a robot body, everything. He's got an incredibly strong robot hand, and he's got his little fleshy hand that they did decide just, you know, it. They decided they to pop, pop back onto the human it. element. Well, that's what the head is for. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Because he talks like this, you associate. No, he doesn't. No, not in this. He's talking normal. Yeah. He's just kind of like, he, he says some of the lines, like the, you know, dead or alive, you're coming with me. But it doesn't even have, like, the robotic tinge to it at mm-hmm. all, like Peter Weller had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, did either of you guys see to- the remake of Total Recall? No, I refuse. It doesn't take place on Mars. Yeah, well, that's, that was the problem with it. And it was, I guess they, there were no no callbacks to the original movie, because that's what you do now. You don't call back to these things, so... Well, you don't call back, but you throw out a... No, but you throw a couple shout-outs out. Just they things. didn't, though. They didn't have, like, the three-boobed... No, no they did have the three-boobed. They did have the three-boobed... Uh, yeah, okay. There's your callback. But, you know, it's the same thing, though. If they don't have the I'd buy that for a dollar, then that movie's just not even worth a Netflix rental, in my opinion. Does, I'm just going to ask, given all the problems Detroit has been having recently, is RoboCop going to be set in Detroit? Yes, it will be. Okay. New Detroit. Yeah, well, there's not much left of old Detroit even now. Well, OCP, where are you? <laughs> all right, moving on to... Um... Stupid! Stupid! Mike, you and I talked about this. Do you want to bring this one up or shall I? Um, I'll bring it up. All right, fall on the sword for us, please. Well, apparently, back in August... This is stupid, stupid for us. Yes. out here. Back in August, we had a rather big a moment that we completely forgot to mention. Yes, I'm sure the sponsors were just crushed. It was the uh, Geek Salad 5th anniversary. Yep. Nobody makes a big deal out of the 5th anniversary, though. Oh, good. Because we didn't make Oh, we did. We made a big deal out of that 50th episode and that third year. Well, and... That's okay. I mean, I understand that, but... Nah, you know, five, five years is half a decade. Mm. That's kind of a big deal. We've been doing this since 2008. Yeah, I know. My oh, God. I understand that. I'm just saying, usually the 5th isn't a big deal. It's so... Well, that now it just means that episode 100 is going to have to be super huge. Sweet. <laughs> Any other stupid stupids that you want to mention? I can't uh, remember if we actually had anything else that was... Oh, there was that one thing that you brought up. And you brought it up to a couple of other people, and they completely agree with me. Transformers 4, which is coming out next year, is going to have the Dinobots in it. Right. Now, of course, this being a Michael Bay movie, I'm sure he doesn't know what the fuck a tri- Tyrannosaurus looks like, and he's going to look more like an Apache helicopter when he transforms. Me, Grimlock! Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> That is the actual title for it. But I brought that up, and almost everybody agrees. Unless, unless they're a complete apologist about the whole Transformers thing. Like, how dare you? Those movies are awesome. Come on, if you've seen Transformers 2 or 3, you are not an apologist. <laughs> I, I, You know what's funny? I, I I haven't watched any of them, and I know that's some sort of sacrilege. I hear the third one's so terrible. Oh, yeah. I was listening to a reviewer online about it, and he said it's the first movie in a long time that I've ever actually walked out of because it was just too long. It was yeah, like almost three hours, and it was boring as hell. There, it was a Michael Bay movie where he decided to pull back on the explosions. 
That's the only thing he's got going yeah, for Yeah, there's no other reason to see a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> it's like watching The Bridges of Madison County without the tenderness. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the Honest trailer for uh, the original Transformers? No. Starring slow motion explosions. This crappy car, this whiny dude, and these ex- these girl extras that the director is probably trying to pork by putting him in the movie. <laughs> Boink. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I don't know. More and more people now are agreeing that it's just it's going to be terrible. You know, it's kind of sad. I've but seen... it will. I'm sorry, just one quick. No. It will make a kajillion. Oh yeah, no, it's just I a, understand it, that. It's it's a it's a toy ad. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys? Did you? You didn't see the new uh, GI uh, Joe yet? Did you? No, I haven't seen either one of them. Wow. You're going to avoid the first one. It was awful. This this second one was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I had a, I had a good time watching it. So you it. finally are admitting that maybe Channing Tatum isn't as bad as you said. Because he's, he's barely in, in the movies. He got top billing and he's in five minutes before he gets killed. He gets killed? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, big time. It's not even a spoiler. Because yeah. <laughs> oh. it happens in the first five minutes. Well, all they did, they, I, I read that the extra scenes that they were filming of Channing Tatum were all of him and The Rock being all buddy-buddy and being oh, best yeah. friends before, you know. He, he swears he, vengeance. He, exactly. You know what I would love? I think my wife would like this, too. I would like to and watch this with Andy. I would like to see some sort of an action movie pitting Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum against Benedict Cumberpatch and having him kill Benedict Cumberpatch in front of Andy and just seeing his head blow off. <laughs> They'll kill you. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, no. He's British and he's awesome. No. Hey, he's also gonna, probably going to be your new Sith Lord, too, uh, for the next three I, movies. You know what's funny? I like to tease you, honestly. Yep. I think it's an, a fabulous casting. That is brilliant casting. I guess... It's uh, true. Yeah, and he's, all, he's, oh, he's doing everything but admitting it no, at this gonna, point. Yeah, he'll be in it. They even said that this... The announcements, I guess, are coming fairly soon. Yeah, they said there are some big names. Yeah, like, um, like DiCaprio's being. I, I can't believe no, that. But I, uh, I, 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 if they're gonna, if they're gonna be smart, they're gonna pick a lot of, and you know, yeah, they're gonna pick a lot of British actors for it because that they tend- Alex Pettifer kid who was in, um, what do you call it? The, the movie with Channing Tatum where he shows his rectum. Um, um, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Oh, okay. He's going to play Luke's son. Okay. Well, that's his. He that's has the, the name. Rumor. And, the, and the girl who's supposed to play Shersha uh, Ronan has been. That's the name. Yeah, she's. Uh, she's she's going to be Han and Luke's daughter. She was the Han and Han and Leia's. Daughter. She was in. Well, she was in the movie Atonement. She was in the movie she was, Hannah. She was like one of the youngest people ever win a Golden Globe, I think. Yeah, she was nominated for an. For, yeah, she was actually nominated for an Oscar as well for uh, Atonement. Oh, that's a happy dreadful movie. movie. Um, but she. Uh, what? She was in Hannah. Oh yeah, where she plays you know, one of the sisters. Or huh? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no this Hannah was the one about the kid assassin. Yeah, I could see that. So yeah, no, actually, there's a lot of casting rumors going around too. Uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers, they're talking now that um, Kitty Sackhoff is probably going to be Carol Danvers. I've, I've heard, heard that. that yeah. yeah, I heard that. I, I, I that's, totally, a, that's a perfect. I that is that. excellent. That is. I mean, I always thought she'd make a great Wonder Woman, but. Blonde. Well, that that's what wigs are no, for. No, no, you know, I just been seeing now. Now there's got to be something. All right, you know who I'm leaning for? I don't want Megan Fox. Yeah. but I mean, you know who I'm leaning on now for um, Wonder Woman is Amelia Clark. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Daenerys. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, who she is. I'm just, I'm just trying to. She's not big enough. I think Wonder Woman has to be tall. Like she, she's, she's an Amazon. That girl's not that tall. Don't look at me. I've never seen Game of Thrones. What? Yeah, I, I, I've offered it to loan him my Blu-rays. And... I just, I, I got nothing. I... Mike, you would love it. Love Truly it. would love it. 
You would no, love it. Would, would you would you just trust me? Just watch an episode. Just one episode. Adam will, Adam will pirate them for you. Oh, you can I'm watch well. all three seasons. That's... So what? There'll be Russian symbols. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a Fed popping up every 15 minutes just pointing its oh, finger no, like no. this. <laughs> you. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to our shills. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna, Mike C. had something he did want to shill, so I'll bring his up first. All right. As soon Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Um, are go. Yeah, it's somewhere here. Hold on a second. Riveting radio, I know, but... Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds, yeah. Um, all right, so for Mike, he uh, downloaded a game called Gone Home. It basically plays like a first person, but there's no action or, or attacking or anything like that. Wow, this sounds oh, riveting. Oh, I, I think I've heard of this one. You basically play a character who has just returned home after studying yeah. a year abroad when you get home and there's no one to greet you. So you have to explore pretty much every part of the house to find out what has happened. It takes place in the mid-90s, so you get lots of grunge-type music, and you can find, as well as other references to the 90s, so Fruitopia is probably abound yeah, yeah, I, I, all I, over I, that. I it's actually, actually it's on the, Steam if you have an account, and it's worth checking out. Yeah, I read the interview, the review on um, in Game Informer. Apparently, you can like manipulate pretty much anything in, there, in the house just to explore and find out more about this family. Huh. Interesting. That's kind of... I mean, I don't know what to think of something. I like probably that. wouldn't. I would I'm spend sure it. these games that it doesn't sound great, but if you played it, it would probably yeah, be it's not, cool. Yeah, it's not really like action packed, or it's just it's just exploring and learning more about this world that you you just walked into. Walked into. <laughs> I would spend a dime for it, though. I might get it's it on Steam. You Steam, Steam, Steam Pay site. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's one of those things where you pay and then you can download it as many times as you want on any computer you you. Oh, all right. Thing. So it's like so, a one time. Yeah, exactly. I, and they and they have sales like pretty much every single day. No. They have a midweek sale. They have weekend sales during the summer. They have massive summer sales. So there was. I'll, I'll probably pick it on. Wait, do you have to pay per game, like per title, or is it just like a one time? No, you pay per per game. It, it, but I mean, they've got like classic old games, long as well as new games. Like you can um, buy the new Tomb Raider game. You can also buy like System Shock Two. Um, so, you know, they have classic games. they got games from all over the place. Interesting, yeah. Mm. Mike, go ahead. What do you got to show up this week? I think it's just... As soon as... I just waited until you had to do it. Go. Um, on CBS Sports Line, they have an, a new... I guess it's a, it's a free interactive game. It's called Franchise Football. What, what happens is you, you sign up, and you're given a team... And you play other people. I mean, it's not like that. There's not graphics or anything like that. It's a, it's a lot of uh, text and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like it's it's a, you play football games, but you see like the little arrows go back and forth. But you have coach, what's your call? Kill dwarf. Well, no. But... <laughs> Hit him with axe. You can't do that. Hit him with axe again. You can't do that. But what happens is you you're given you're a, the cross. You're given you do that. You're given a bunch of scrubini football players, and the whole point is. Every time you win a game, you get money, and you build money, and you, you get more money, and then you sign free agents, so you train your players. Every day, there's a new draft where you can put a better player in your roster, and it's, it's pretty cool. And it gets to the point where you go from having the Jacksonville Jaguars. Scott <laughs> from the Patriots as a quarterback to Montana. You, like, you, you want to work your way up. But it's actually it's a lot of fun. You can do all kinds of – you can buy, you can buy um, sponsorships that gives you – that pumps more money in, and you get reputation points to help train your um, players. It's pretty cool, but it's free, so that's why nice. it's kind of cool. Mike. All right. Now that I've swallowed my chip, um, I've got two things I'd like to show. First is um, Grand Theft Auto V. Okay, how is it? It's very fun. It's so much more fun than 4. 4 was... No, it was 4 San Andreas. No, th- um, 
technically San Andreas took place before. No, Fort Liberty. It's the Russian one. The guy with the Russian. Yeah, guy. the one with Nico Bella. Nico All right, Bella. that wasn't very good. It was boring as hell because Nico was such a boring character. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this new guy's like a like an ex con. Actually, this one you, know, you play three characters. You play uh, Franklin, who's like a is black, like like uh, almost a gangbanger, but he's he's not trying. He's he's trying to you know advance himself, but not being a gang. But every time he's trying to go straight, they pull him back. His, his friends get him to uh, help him out with his new um, illegal activity. And then you also play Michael, who's a former um, bank robber, former criminal, who's managed to go straight because I think he ratted out his friends to the FBI. And then you play Trevor, who was a former uh, associate of Michael's, who's just a complete psycho. He's a he's a psychopathic killer. He's, Every criminal's got to have one, right? Yeah, but now he's like he's living off in the in the hills with like a mullet, and uh, he, he lives in a trailer park. But I yeah. You can switch between the three, and each of them have missions. But um, you know, it's the story kind of com- brings them all three together. It, it's actually pretty good. It's see, I loved Vice City. I mean, that was just such an ingenious game. And then San Andreas came out, and the graphics were just. San Andreas was my favorite. Horrible. San Andreas was my favorite because you could leave the city. And it was yeah, it was it was a sandbox. Yeah, well, well, I mean, they're all supposed they're to try to be sandlots, or sandboxes. I thought they were. Yeah, they're all sandboxes, but um, I like being able to like leave the city and go out into the countryside, roam yeah. around, you know, steal crop jet, crop clusters, <laughs> whatever. And then you got um, Battle Four, where you're stuck back in the city again with this really boring character. <laughs> Did you no. like them though? No. And now this one is actually this one's actually based in uh, um, the San Andreas County again. Okay. So you can actually leave which time is a current time period or it, yeah current yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I enjoy it. Um, I just have problems with some of the driving mechanics. Like if you if you go on like full speed down the down yep. the street and you want to try make a, a tight turn, in the old games you just hit the uh, the emergency brake, do a J turn, and boom, you're on. This one, you even go anywhere near the emergency brake, and you are flipping around, <laughs> going backwards, bashing to the the sidewalk. Ugh, it's, ugh. Not good. No. The best part about that the Vice City game, though, was get in the car after you know, of course, you beat up an old lady to take the car. Yeah. You know, then then plan to pull it in her head, uh, drive around, listen to flock of seagulls all day long. <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah, that was the, great. The soundtracks in this one aren't as, aren't quite as good. Ah, boo. Yeah, but they, there's the there's a couple. Yeah. Of, there's a classic rock station that's got some uh, Def Leppard in it. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, my uh, I do have another show. Yeah. Another show is the uh, CBS show that I'm actually missing because I'm here. That's uh, what GVRs are for. Yeah, it's called uh, Sleepy Hollow. It's that's Fox. Oh, you're right. You're right, Fox. Yeah, my mistake. It's the Fox show that I'm missing to okay. be here. Um, no, but it combines like two of my favorite things: American uh, American history, namely the American Revolution, and the supernatural. Basically, it starts up with uh, you know Ichabod Crane. Um, he doesn't look anything like the original. Well, the no, he's actually quite dapper and he's far too dreamy. But uh, he's fighting in the revolution, and he faces off against this huge British soldier who's got this mask on. Managed to chop off the guy's head after sustaining a mortal wound himself. Yeah. And then the next second, he wakes up. He's burst out of this out of the ground in this cave. He wanders out into the into the city of Sleepy Hollow, and it's 2013. 
and you know, and the uh, headless horseman has come back without his head, and he's you know starts killing people with. Isn't that the, why he's the headless horseman? He, he starts killing people head. with an axe that can uh, this like that can cauterize wounds as he slices. And basically, it turns out the uh, headless horseman. You're running it. Is the uh, is the horseman of the apocalypse? He's a uh, death. Oh. And so there's going to be a bunch of them. Yeah, so I'm this sure. whole so it beca- it kind of becomes a uh, uh, Buffy meets the X Files type game. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of realism. It's going to be I think it's actually funny because I can you know you look past it, but it's going to be Ichabod Crane and his sassy uh, policeman partner and Orlando Jones. Don't forget Orlando <laughs> Jones. And Kent, boy, oh, there's your license to print money. And you had two huge stars in the first episode that both got killed off. Clancy Brown. Yeah, and John Cho. John Cho. Oh man. I, I was I was figuring at that point that Sean Bean would have been in there too to get killed off in the <laughs> it's not a period piece. And no. as soon as I saw them in the show, I was like, okay, they're gonna How die. are you? <laughs> they're gonna die in this episode. Okay, I actually I actually have quite a bit to show this week. Uh, first off, a, I got a book from the library called "I Want My MTV: The Uncensored Story of the Music Video Revolution" by Craig Marks. Oh, you didn't say it right. I want my MTV. Say it like Billy Idol. I want my MTV. Yeah. <laughs> Too much is never enough. Not to go to the loo. <laughs> um, it actually is a very entertaining uh, oral history of the first ten years of MTV's existence. Um, oral is a proper proper word. Yeah, disgusting. They um, what they were smoking a They were they were. It's just listening to some of these guys talk about how they they're kind of being forced to make uh, music videos. Like Billy Joel's like, yeah, okay. So the director tells me, look in the mirror, sing the Uptown Girl line, grab a wrench, and start dancing. I like the the flock of seagulls. We have about seventeen cents and a large hoagie to pay people. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna go to Phil, the toothless techie's (laughs) basement. He's got a few mirrors in there. Don't ask why. He's got a few mirrors. Don't. It's better not to know. And we're going to walk around in circles. We're going to pay those two girls down. We're going to put horrible kabuki makeup on them and a couple trash bags. They're going to stalk the guy with the blonde hair. He's trying to get away from them, which he clearly could do if he wanted to. He could either <laughs> overpower them both or both because they're not running too fast. He's not going to do this. Actually, so I just thought of something. They've got lots of mirrors around a, 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 a turntable. Yep. Imagine putting a bet on that. Yes. Something you have a whole weird sex scene going on. No, that's what Phil the Toothless Secky was <laughs> aiming for, apparently. Oh, and by the way, in case anyone's worried that they're going to see the camera, we're wrapping it in tinfoil. <laughs> sure, it'll be visible in every shot of the video. Actually, it was interesting because uh, Todd in the Shadows did a review of um, And I Ran, and he's like, the funny thing is, is that the hairstyle that this guy is known for, it doesn't even appear in that song, in that video. No, it's the second album. Yeah. It's a special uh, it's, it, Um... Yeah, no, 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 no. It was the same album. It was same a album. Song. The second video. It was, it was the second, second video. video. Space Age Love Song. No, it was, well, was it? Was yeah, it? Space Age Love Song was the second. No, that's me. wishing. That's from the second album. It's a fun. Good it is a radio. fun read. I mean, just listening about all the. So I, I read the VJ book that um, that Chris had brought up a couple shows back. And it wasn't bad, um, but this this book is just great because it, it's interviewing the artists. It's interviewing. I can't wait for chapter twenty one when Billy Squire gets to finally 
you know, okay. talk talk about the uh, the Rock Me Tonight video. The oh one that just, that's the first just, video my daughter ever saw. Oh, really? And that destroyed his career. When he ripped off the pink tank tank top and fell into a fur bed. He was mincing. He wasn't even dancing. He was mincing in that video. All right. Next up, no more. next up on my show list is this great YouTube series you got to watch called um, The Frank One, which uh, this guy did Sad Cat and Sad Dog Diary. He also does a number of oh. true facts about animals. Have you seen these? I've seen Sad Sad Cat Diary. Oh, my God. Sad Cat Diary is great. As a, as a cat owner or as a dog owner, everything is... The authorities close the door on me. Obviously, they care nothing about me. <laughs> they have left me to die. I will sit here and sing sing the songs of my people. <laughs> the dog one is great because the cats refer to the, to the humans as the authority. The dogs refer to them as my dearest human. <laughs> Dear diary, it's not as though I miss my genitals. I, I know it's a rite of passage, and I'm pretty sure dearest human had his removed as well. <laughs> Uh, but he also does these things on animals, and they're like just the ugliest animals in the world. He had one on the uh, the star-nosed mole. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've got little receptors on 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 the stars. Called too lazy to look it up. Oh really? You wrote that into the script? Fine, I'll I'll fix that for you. They have little receptors on their nose. Called my writer is an idiot, and his wife is. Oh wait, here's the uh, here's here's the term. Uh, there was a great one on the dung beetle, where he's like I. No, I'm not talking about them rolling balls of shit. It, oh, that's a cat. That has nothing to do with it. it hey, what's that? Uh, don't to? ruin the whole thing. Yeah, everybody. sorry. Sorry. It's, it's very, very funny. Finally, I have to say that after our... I was inspired after our last episode, and Netflix streaming does, in fact, have Metal Storm, the destruction of Jared Sin, uh, available to stream. We could have worked that in. Easily. Destruction of Jared no, Sin. No, 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 no. They go to Jared Sin and witness its destruction. His destruction. Well, guys, spoiler alert. What? Jared Sin gets away in the end. They were aiming for a sequel. A sequel that never happened. Hey. I started watching it. I, I'm, I'm sitting there. It's late Saturday night watching it. Produced by Charles Band. And the first thing I think of is this, this line from um, a Mystery Science Theater thing called uh, Laser Blast. Ah, Charlie Daniels Band is now the Charles Band. If you ever go down to the woolly swamp. So I'm like, Charles Band, where have I seen that name? And I pull it up. He, in fact, did the MST movie Laser Blast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie essentially is shot on a, a three-square-mile patch of gravel road. Um, all of the special effects are pretty much uh, cardboard and aluminum foil. And, and Richard Maul makes an appearance. Huh. Sadly, Richard Maul, Bull Shannon from Night Court, mm-hmm. is the best actor in the entire movie. It's not as bad as one time I remember in the eighth grade I watched The Hills Have Eyes. It's a really bad horror film. And the yeah. best of the top build guy was the slothy looking guy in the smoking in the boys' room video <laughs> from Motley Crew. Oh, is that the guy who looks like the lead singer from uh, Midnight Oil? Yes, yeah, so okay. a much uglier version. Of <laughs> okay. Actually, Richard Mull was also the main villain in Highlander. No, that's not. No, that was Clancy Brown. 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 Oh, no. Highlander, the TV series, the first episode. No, Richard oh, was the main bad, no, you're right. Richard Mall was the main bad guy. Okay, yeah, no, I, I really took that. There can be only one very, very seriously, Mike. Sadly, there were four, <laughs> four movies and a and a three year old TV show. Yeah, but it ran for five years. Five years. Well, mm-hmm. well, fuck me then. I just all right. Anyway, next next show, uh, we are actually this is this is going to be a long one. So hopefully we'll all be bringing our A game. Um, we're going to be discussing for once. 
are Desert Island CDs. You're stranded on a desert island, you have a working CD player, and you get to pick five CDs that you're going to spend the rest of your life listening to. Uh, mm. Can I always see the Van Halen in a... Nope. No? Steve Winwood Chronicles. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's the other one? She can't hear it. Yeah. So it, it, it should be a very eclectic uh, conversation, especially if um, if uh, Adam and, and Mike C show up for it. Oh, Mike C, the Hulk Hogan sings oh. the blues. <laughs> the Hulk is in the house. Here he comes. Here he comes. Yeah. The world just lost another Hulkamaniac, brother. <laughs> Real song. The Hulk is in the house. Check it out. Check it. Out. Oh man. So if if the uh, Star Wars Christmas album is not in this list, then it's there, then there wrong. is no God. <laughs> There's just no God. So if you want to get in on this sweet sweet desert island action, you can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Uh, you can I've also I've seen that movie. You can put it on the first day of Christmas. <laughs> Mature love gave to me a lightsaber and Greedo's undies. <laughs> You, they said when you're puppy, you just have to see me. No! <laughs> That's not mistletoe. <laughs> you you uh, can... Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, you can also get to us at uh, Facebook, Geek Salad Podcast, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Check out the archive at Stitcher, at the iTunes Store, and the full archive at geeksalad.podbean.com. Check out the mobile version because it travels a lot better. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you soon. Now, cut back to the Quinjet and read Richards from the Fantastic Four is piloting it. Oh, it was a fake-out. It's him, and we have uh, select members of the X-Men that I thought, in, in my opinion, were, um, were not uh, focused on properly in the earlier films. We have Colossus in there. We have X-23, uh, which is Wolverine's daughter. And then we have a now mind-controlled Sabretooth and, of course, Wolverine. So imagine those two going up against Robot Chewbacca, because that's going to happen.